is Monday, August 31st, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. They said it couldn't be done. They said you just don't show up to a stacked late model field for your first ever attempts and run well. The field is just too deep. Late models aren't the same. He won't do what to the late model guys what he's done to the open wheel guys and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? He did it. After finishing fifth on Thursday night last week at Port Royal with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series with Friday being rained out, Kyle Larson showed up Saturday to Port Royal and did the exact thing so many said he couldn't do. In the Kevin Rumley prepared KNL Rumley number six, Kyle Larson went quick time in his qualifying group, won his heat race, and started outside pole for the feature. Once green in the 50 lapper, he used the top side in turns one and two to get the lead from Brandon Shepard on lap one. Larson wasn't really able to get away though with Shepard and Hudson O'Neill staying with him through the early going. Nearing halfway, Shepard took a shot pulling even with the six, but Larson was able to fend him off. A caution a few laps later set up a restart that uh, allowed Hudson O'Neill to also take a shot, but again, Larson retained the lead. From there, racing through the top five ramped up and that allowed Larson to get away from the field. Over the final two laps, Shepard tried to mount a charge, but it wasn't uh, just wasn't enough. Larson held on to win the Lucas finale at Port Royal and his first ever late model triumph. Shepard was second, Greg Satterley third, Chris Ferguson hard charge from 16th to finish fourth, and Tim McCready was fifth. Afterwards, Larson talked about how unexpected it was to get a win, but with all he's done this season, who is really surprised at this point? I said it on Friday last week that with what we saw from him Thursday night, a win was definitely not out of the realm of possibility. And Saturday night, he did it in conv convincing fashion over a field of the best late model drivers in the country, including Brandon Shepard, Jimmy Owens, Tim McCready, and many others. And they didn't make it easy on him. Larson had to fend off both Shepard and O'Neill, survive multiple restarts through the race, and work lap traffic just right down the stretch to maintain the lead. The circumstances for why we got Larson back into dirt racing this season certainly suck, but what he's done at short tracks across the country in the last four months or so has been nothing short of historic. He's won in a sprint car, midget, silver crown car, and now a late model. He's beaten USAC, the All-Stars, the Outlaws, the Pennsylvania Posse, and now the Luke Soil late models. And maybe the best part, he's not done yet. There are more sprint car and late model starts to come, and possibly more. This is a historic run by one of the most talented drivers to ever race on this planet. Do not let the haters and naysayers cloud this season that we are witnessing right now. Just sit back and watch the fireworks because this will be something to remember. Leaving Port Royal, Jimmy Owens continues to have a sizable lead in the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series standings. Tim McCready is second, Jonathan Davenport third, Josh Richards fourth, and Tyler Erb is fifth. Up next on the schedule is this Friday at Ponderosa Speedway and Saturday at Portsmouth Raceway Park. We'll talk about those races more as the week progresses. The World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series had a pair of shows this weekend with the top five locked in a tight points battle. On Saturday, the series took on US 36 Raceway, where no current full-time series driver had yet won a race. In the feature, Brad Sweet led the early going from the pole. The race out front turned into a fun one, though, with Sweet, Logan Schuhart, Sheldon Hoddenshield, and David Gravel all going at it in lap traffic. A lap 11 restart allowed Hoddenshield to grab the lead from Sweet, and over the next several laps, he pulled away. But a mistake on the cushion at lap 18 by Hoddenshield gave the lead back to Sweet, and the 49 was able to get away from Hoddenshield. Late in the going, with the leaders in heavy lap traffic, Sheldon closed the gap back on Sweet and got his chance on the white flag lap. Into turn one, Sweet got trapped on the bottom by a lapper, and that brought the 17 right to his tail tank. Into turn three, coming to the checkered, Hoddenshield ran the top, which gave him the momentum down the front to steal the win from Sweet right at the line. 
It was a fantastic finish and win for the 17 team. Sweet ended up second, Logan Schuhart third, David Gravel fourth, and Donnie Schatz finished fifth. It was Sheldon's third win of the season. On Sunday, the series moved over to I-80 Speedway in Nebraska for a 30-lapper and $10,000 to the winner. Jacob Allen picked up a heat race win and the dash win, so he started on the pole with Brad Sweet to his outside. Allen held off an early charge from four-starting Carson Macedo to lead the first laps. A restart on lap 11 saw Allen's time out front come to an end with a big move from Brad Sweet. Allen tried to come back at him, throwing multiple slide jobs, but Sweet held off the challenges and quickly put a gap on the 1A. Sweet had a healthy lead over Carson Macedo late in the going, but a caution on the white flag lap tightened up the field. On the restart, Sweet was able to quickly drive away with action behind him going crazy. At the end, it was Sweet getting his eighth win of the season and first since early July at the Cedar Lake Speedway in Wisconsin. Carson Macedo finished second, Logan Schuhart went 14th to third, Sheldon Hoddenshield 18th to fourth, and David Gravel finished fifth. Following the weekend, we now have have a tie atop the standings between Sweet and Shuhart. Sweet holds the tiebreaker right now. Shots is now 70 points back in third. Macedo is 86 points back in fourth, and Hoddenshield is 88 points back in fifth. Since finishing 24th on the opening night at Knoxville, Brad Sweet has six straight top six finishes, including last night's win. His average finish over the last five races is 3.2. Logan Schuhart continues to stay consistent as well with a pair of thirds over the weekend. He's just a tick off Sweet's pace right now. David Gravel's top 10 streak is now 20 straight races. The Outlaws are back this weekend for a pair of shows at Houston at Speedway. Again, more on those as the week goes on. Sprint Car Smackdown at Kokomo for the USAC National Sprint Cars continued over the weekend. Kyle Cummins won the opening night last Thursday, and he was back for more on Friday night. He started on the outside of the front row, but was quickly to the lead at the start. It was all Cummins out front, but near halfway, Thomas Meserol threw a slider at Cummins for the lead. The 3R was able to cross right back underneath Timez to maintain the top spot, and again, put some distance back to second. Late in the going, Chris Windham also made a run at the lead, but in the end, it was Cummins leading all 30 laps en route to the win. Windham finished second. Tyler Courtney third, Buddy Kofoid fourth, and Brady Bacon finished fifth. On Saturday night in the SmackDown finale, Brady Bacon started on the pole and he was the early leader. Later, as the race approached halfway, Tyler Courtney was on the move from his sixth starting position. With 19 laps left of the 40, Courtney moved past Kyle Cummins to take second and he got to work tracking down Bacon out front. With the two nose to tail, uh, six laps later, Bacon caught the wall out of turn two and the little bobble was all sunshine needed. Courtney took the lead and drove away over the final laps to take the SmackDown finale win. Kyle Cummins finished second, CJ Leary third, Brady Bacon fourth, and Buddy Kofoid was fifth. It was a nice weekend for Buddy Kofoid, who was making his non-wing debut. He finished uh, fourth uh, two nights and fifth one night, so top five all three nights at the SmackDown. It was a rough weekend for Justin Grant, who was the points leader coming in. Finishes of 11th, 22nd, and 22nd now have him back to third in the standings with Brady Bacon, the new points leader, and Chris Windham up to second. Only 18 points right now separate the top four in the USAC National points. The USAC National Sprint Cars are back September 11th at Bloomington Speedway. The All-Star Circuit of Champions continued their run through Pennsylvania over the weekend. The Friday night show at Williams Grove was lost to rain, but the series was back Saturday at Lincoln Speedway for the Kramer Clash. The Swindell Speed Lab 39 grabbed a second-place finish last Thursday with Christopher Bell at the wheel, and they were in the field at Lincoln, this time with Spencer Baston in the seat. Baston hadn't attempted an All-Star show since Knoxville in July of 2019. A heat race win put Baston in the first dash, uh, dash, which he won, earning him the pole for the night's feature. At the green flag of the 35-lapper, Baston was quickly out to the 
the lead. Behind him, Danny Dietrich and Brian Monteith settled into second and third. Basin was good out front, but as the laps ticked off, Dietrich began to pressure him. Basin was able to hold him off until lap 21 when Dietrich made a move to the bottom in turns one and two for the lead. It wouldn't last long, though. The lap car of Zeb Wise nearly spun in front of the leaders, and contact between the 11 and 48 sent Dietrich spinning from the lead. He did a 360 and kept on going, but all-star rules stated that if you spin, you have to go straight to the back on the ensuing restart. And then on that restart, Basin was back to the lead and driving away from Aaron Reitzel. Basin survived another late restart and drove away to his third career All-Star win. Reitzel finished second, Brian Monty third, Tim Wagaman fourth, and Corey Eliason hard charged from 15th to finish fifth. Over to Sunday and the Bedford Fairground Speedway, Danny Dietrich led the first two laps from his second starting spot, but this night belonged to Aaron Reitzel. On a lap two restart, Reitzel powered by Dietrich for the lead, and that would be all she wrote. Uh, Reitzel led all of the remaining 28 laps to take his ninth All-Star win of the season. Dietrich finished second, Paul McMahon third, Brent Marks fourth, and Corey Eliason was fifth. Looking at the standings now, Reitzel has pushed his lead back out to 92 points over Corey Eliason. Eliason has a slightly better average finish as of late, but two wins and a second in the last four races have got the 87 team going back in the right direction after losing ground to Eliason over the last month or so. The All-Stars are back this weekend with a pair of shows at Attica Raceway Park in Ohio. Other weekend open-wheel winners include Paul Neenheiser in MOA action at Tri-City Speedway, Travis Philo at Attica, Cole Duncan at Portsmouth, Lance DeWeese at Sealands Grove, and Justin Sanders in 360 action at Petaluma. To see more uh, weekend winners, check out TJ Slide ways.com. Other weekend late model winners include Chad, uh, Chad Simpson at Mississippi Thunder Speedway. Two wins actually for Brian Shirley in Mars Action at Peoria Speedway. RJ Connolly at Atomic and Corey Hedgecock at 411 Motor Speedway. For more late model winners, check out DirtOnDirt.com. A little news before we close out today. The World of Outlaws Late Model Series announced some 2021 events on Friday along with a new purse structure. The season will open with seven nights at Volusia Speedway Park in Florida. First up January 14th through the 16th as part of the Sun, uh, Sunshine Nationals, and then again February 10th through the 13th for Dirt Car Nationals. They also announced dates for the Illini 100 and early season stops in Tennessee and South Carolina, along with late season stops across the South, Indiana, and Pennsylvania. The series also announced a new standard purse structure that will see $10,000 paid to the winner, $2,000 for 10th, and $1,000 to start those events. To see the full announcement and schedule events, visit waterboutlaws.com. And after a few weeks of work, a little bit of a site note, the first pages and results for the new Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series section of the Analytics Project are live right now on dirttracker.com. I've got seven races from this season in the database right now with a whole bunch more to come, uh, so stay tuned there. This is the fourth series to come to the Analytics section, along with the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars, Late Models, and All-Star Circuit of Champions. The Lucas section has the full complement of stats, just like the other series do. You know, wins, top fives, top tens, average finish, uh, heat race plus minus, feature plus minus, Everything that you've seen for the other series is also available now for Lucas, um, along with those full results pages and individual driver pages. Uh, I'm looking forward to really digging into some of those numbers here soon and sharing some of those things kind of across the Dirt Tracker universe. Um, so stay tuned for all of that. You can find all of that stuff at dirttracker.com slash analytics. Uh, that's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Monday. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker and the website itself, dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler and don't forget to sign up for the Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Dirt Tracker Daily.